Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thanks for tuning in again today. I hope the day is great because you know what? It is a great day. It's a great day because we serve the mighty God. We serve our Lord Jesus Christ, and it's going to be awesome. Thank you for joining me. I was talking about choices yesterday and decisions we make, and I'm telling you what, we have a choice. We have decisions to make all the time. And so I want to I want to go a different route dealing with the same subject. And so after I pray, we'll begin. Our Heavenly Father, thanks for the day. Thanks for the listeners. Thanks for their lives. Bless them. May they serve you with all their heart, soul, and mind. I love you and I give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as we look at character and we look at the attitudes, I want to look at the Old Testament. I want to look at Cain and Abel for a minute, the first children of the Bible. In Genesis 4, verse 3 through 7, we read about them. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering. But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do what is right, sin is crouching. If you do not do what's right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now we see that. He was telling Cain, There is a choice to be made, my friend. There's a choice in how you live and what you do and how you're going to do it. The question is, what are you going to do with that choice? And we know what Cain did with the choice. You know, he ended up murdering his brother. Can you imagine murdering your brother? I mean, a horrible, horrible thing. But it was a choice that he took. See, God accepted Abel's gift, but didn't accept Cain. So Cain got angry, and it moved him to sin against God. It moved him to make a choice. See, God said some pretty valuable words to Abel, and these were the words that ring out very true. I mean, to Cain, excuse me, he say, why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? God was and is concerned for human beings. Do what is right in his sight. Now overcome the issues that he has for you. Your character will be developed. Pressures help build character. Did you hear that? That's a tough one to hear. Pressures help build build character. I'll be honest with you. I had some pressures this week. I had to do some talking to some people and it was it was a little stressful. Not only that, it gave me a little tummy ache and it just took my mind and heart off. And you know what happens? We stop trusting God. We start saying, well, I'm doing this on my own. I don't want to do this. And so we start building that up. That was my that was my choice. I made a bad choice and I paid for it with my stomach all day that day. How does pressure build your character? It builds your character because you have to deal with it. And if you don't deal with it, you'll find yourself in a real mess. I am not Mr. Confrontation. I don't like confronting people. I don't like having to tell them they need to do something. I'm not, I guess I'm not a great boss because that, that's tough for me. But you have to from time to time. You have to tell people that they need to straighten things out, even with your children. Son or daughter, you're not making a right decision. You need to honor God. My parents told me that different times in my life. David has incredible pressure as he's running and hiding from Saul. Can you imagine the feeling of being hunted? But what did David do? Well, just gander through the Psalms. You'll find out. You'll find out what God 
how God worked through him, how he thanked God for delivering him and watching over him. Instead of saying, God, why do I have to run? Why do I have to hide? I can't take this anymore. I just and throw it all in. He thanked God. He thanked God for his life. His relationship with God grew during a time of crisis. People of God, our faith can grow during a time of crisis. I went through a crisis in my life maybe a year ago. It was a very tough, tough time. When you know when you ever get falsely accused, it's a horrible, horrible situation. And it, boy, it about takes you down. But I lived by the Psalms during that time. I lived and I put my faith in God and I used David as an example. You know, God sees us through those things. You can use pressure for God's glory or you can allow the enemy to defeat you. People help build character. Yes, people. I know the youth pastor I worked under for a minister uh, ministry for years. He helped me build character by his example. His name is Randy Hood in Spokane, Washington today. He is pastoring a church, doing well, and I'm telling you something. Randy had a huge influence on my life. He was so in love with God, and his discipline was amazing. His devotions and what he did with the youth groups. We had a youth group of 200-plus kids in a in youth group that met together and prayed sometimes for hours. It was a crazy time in my life, but it helped shape who I am today. Do you have people around you that help shape your life? Sometimes we have people around us that detract us from character building. We run with the wrong crowd. We make a decision to run with those that don't honor God, you know, because they're fun. Oh, pastor, I'm trying to witness to them. Yeah, how many times are you witnessing them? Normally, it's just the opposite. It's kind of like missionary dating. Well, I'm dating a non-Christian, but I, they're someday going to come to the Lord. Many times you get married. Many times it's just exactly the opposite. We all need to take a close look at the influences we have in our lives and recognize the effect they're having. The people pulling you away from the house of God every week because they want you to go do something with them. Is sports pulling you away from the house of God? Is sports and everything else pulling you away from getting to God's word and being faithful in prayer? What is it? What do you live for? I want to talk for a moment about the importance of community. When thinking about having one month to live, you know, in our lives, how we could handle things. Because you know what? We're going to be faced with all sorts of things, and God wants to give give us the strength to deal with those things that we're faced. We find in the story of Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42, this story. I want to read it to you. As Jesus' disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work to myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Well, what was better was spending time with Jesus. That's what he was telling Martha. Yeah, she could be helping you do all sorts of things, but she's spending time with me. People, that's exactly what it is in life. There's a lot of things we can be doing. The world tries to pull away, pull us away from from uh, from the things of God. It's time to pull to the things of God. Spending time together is very important, but spending time with your Lord and Savior is the most important. Sometimes we get so busy doing things that we don't spend time with the people that we need to spend time with and that the Bible kind of tells us to, like a vapor just going by so fast. 
If we're going to leave bold, live boldly and be ready when our time is called, we need to take advantage of taking time with others, especially others in the faith that will help build your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Every Thursday for the last 12 years, I meet with the prayer team in the lobby of our church at 8.30 to 9. Uh, 8.30, excuse me, 8 to 9. And we meet and we pray. We pray for an hour. I sometimes call it the hour of powers because that is where our power comes. These friends are great friends of mine. I've known them all, and they're very dedicated. There's four or five of them been there all 12 years with me, and then there's several others that have been added. But we need to commit ourselves to each other, working together to make a difference to a lost world, to a lost world. You know, in the New Testament we find in in Acts, after the day of Pentecost, where people met together. They met together in one accord. You know, they met together. They broke bread together. I think it's uh, Acts 2, 42 through 47. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm positive that's the scripture. That it said they met together. They devoted themselves to prayer and the breaking of bread. And they had fellowship one with another. And they prayed together. And guess what? The Holy Spirit of God moved in them. Pretty soon, thousands upon thousands in the book of Acts joined Christianity, gave their lives to Jesus Christ, and then it spread rapidly. And now to this day, how many millions of people, millions of people accepted the Lord and Savior, even though the Bible is very clear. It says the the way is narrow that gets to heaven because so many people choose the wide gate, the easy gate, the gate of freedom, the, great, the gave, gate of life where we can go do anything we want, anytime we want to, and feel like things are good. But he said the way to heaven, it's narrow. It's a narrow way because we have to honor God first. He wants us to uh, to honor him above all else. Honor the Lord thy God with all the heart, soul, and mind. And the second greatest command is to love your neighbor as yourself. You know, we need to, we listen to this, folks. We need to avoid fellowship robbers, those things that take us away from community Take us away from encouraging each other. Take us away from worshiping together. This virus has taken us away from worshiping together. We've had to we've worshipped online. We've worshipped in our homes, and now some of us have started back up again. We're we're going again, and we practice our social distancing. We practice sitting away from each other. We don't hold on to door handles. We have spray to spray people's hands. We're doing everything we can to make people comfortable, but they're being back in the house of God all over the country. Folks, let me tell you this. Live with no regrets. Live with no regrets. If you are whisked away today, and I'm telling you the way this world's going and all the struggles, and you've all been hearing about them, and all the negativity of the world and the nation, and the, the, the nation is falling away from God so fast. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know if Jesus is going to return soon. I'm telling you what, live with no regrets. Let's use our talents and our treasures and our time. Let us leave a lasting legacy to our family, to our friends, to our children. And so when we go to be with Jesus at our service, they can say that was a man of God. That was a woman of God. They are certainly in the presence of Almighty God, and they have touched our lives. I'm so grateful for my brother Dave and my brother Dan and my mom and dad 
who lived the legacy of Jesus. I pray I will too always, and I pray you will too. Lord bless you. Have a great day. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.